0: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: All right. Uh, we'll wait for uh, Stevie T to go ahead and take his uh, shot back behind the uh, the podium there as uh, this is Lake night here on Newstalk 830 WCCO. Henry Lake off. He'll be back in tomorrow. Uh, took a night off after the Twins, you know, season came to an end, and he'll be back in tomorrow night. But the the big thing right now, outside of the the you know the wild are starting tonight, the Wolves uh, in a couple of weeks are going to be starting. Twins are done. But the buzz in the sports world right now is it's about the Vikings and it's about Justin Jefferson. And there are two ways to look at this, Steve. Uh, And you can either look at this as an opportunity for the team, for other players to step up and get better. Or I think the more natural reaction, and I don't necessarily know if it's right, is that you, you look at it and chicken little, the sky is falling. But it's very interesting because I feel like right now, both the team and the player are in a position that, I think they can play the long game, and it might not necessarily be what the fans want to hear.
2: Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, and Chris, it, it is an important topic because it gets into something that goes right back to when Mike Zimmer was let go and they decided to go in a new direction. And it was the idea that we're going to do a competitive rebuild, and we think that we're, we're going to be able to win on the fly. So Mike Zimmer, Rick Spielman, exit stage right, and they bring in a new group, and Quasi and Kevin take over. And I think they had convinced the Wilps that, yes, we have a plan where we can do a competitive rebuild. And in year one, everything went their way, and then reality set in and applied applause to the New York Giants. And we found out, New York football Giants are a very mediocre team. And the Vikings go into this year with cap trouble. Uh, they had to let Dalvin Cook go. They had to make other moves. They they kind of had to play games with the cap to make it work and hopefully put a competitive team on the field. But the problem is they didn't play well in week one. They ended up losing to Tampa Bay. Now all of a sudden the Timberwolves, or I should say the Vikings, are in huge trouble uh, and an uphill climb to get back into the playoff picture. And you've seen the numbers. We've all looked at the numbers. And we know that the Minnesota Vikings have a gigantic challenge to even get to the postseason. Now your superstar, your best player, Justin Jefferson, is injured and went on an injured reserve and will miss at least four games. Well, now it becomes even more difficult to get back into this thing. And in reality, in the NFC North, the Lions could still be the Lions, even though they have this gigantic lead in the division. They're still the Lions. Yes, they're 4-1, and one, Green Bay 2-3, and three, Chicago and Minnesota 1-4, and four, and we'll have more on the Bears and Vikes coming up in a moment. But you're in a situation, Chris, where the Vikings are are starting to grasp the reality. No, JJ, we're one and four. We're going on the road to Chicago, playing a team that we haven't had a lot of success with, particularly at Soldier Field. You, you go one and five, and now it's kind of like we got to look forward to 2024. And oh, by the way, that injured superstar. Hasn't been signed. You weren't able to get a deal done before the season. So then the math becomes, where do we go big picture? What do we do with Kirk Cousins? What do we do in trying to rebuild this? And then all of a sudden it doesn't become a competitive rebuild. It becomes a flat-out rebuild. So the Vikings really at a crossroads here in the middle of October.
1: I don't even think it's that hard of a decision. I, I don't. And I know it's not a popular decision, but, but to me, Steve, and, and you know, this is something when I'm filling in for you on Saturday from 3 to 6 for Sports Saturday, this is an opportunity for the Vikings to lean into the rebuild. Like, here is an opportunity. The, the odds were already astronomically long being able to make the playoffs at 1 and 4. you've already lost – like, you need everything to go right for you. The schedule, yes, on the surface, the schedule looks to be easier. But at the end of the day, this is a team that you need to be able to get yourself in a position to make a big swing for a young quarterback. That's what good teams do. They they get themselves into a position where, you know, the Chiefs traded up for Patrick Mahomes, even though they had Alex Smith. The you know um, Philadelphia Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts, even though they had Carson Wentz. You've got these teams that take the shots at the young quarterbacks. The Vikings have had that opportunity, and they not necessarily at the same level, but they haven't done it. And I feel like now you're you're in a dogfight with Denver, with New England, and potentially Chicago for the number one overall pick next year and I, I don't i don't feel like you should necessarily give up the idea of leaning into this and punting this year because eventually you got to look at the big picture and
2: oh you, i totally you, agree you know, but but it gets back to my original point when they said to rick spielman and to mike zimmer your services are no longer required my sense was the wilfs mark and ziggy and company found guys that said, we think we can rebuild on the fly and stay competitive. And in year one, once again, they, everything went their way. Yes, they and did. They, get,
1: they got lucky. They they got a lot of chances. Abso-
2: absolutely. But then the loss to the Giants, who, by the way, the Wolves' lifelong Giants fans, and they probably know the Giants aren't very good, and they certainly have shown it this year, and – there there there's a lot going on in, in the Meadowlands for oh, sure with boy. the Giants franchise. But my, my point being is now you're in a situation where maybe that's not possible. And it starts in the owner's suite. It starts in the owner's suite to be able to give Quasi and Kevin, Quasi Adolfo, Menza the general manager, and Kevin O'Connell, the head coach, and and the Brain Trust to say, Yes, we we need we need to put ourselves in a better position long-term to compete. Let, we let, cannot let, let, continue yeah. to kick the can down the road and maybe re-up Kirk Cousins and keep him around for another couple of years and keep doing the same old thing because they're still in a spot where they have to convince Justin Jefferson that being in purple, Yep. I mean, he, he, he's got some say in all of them. Yeah, he,
1: he does. And, and let me ask you this, Steve. You know, Vikings fans. Let me put this out to you guys as well. And I, I am of that persuasion. Would you rather end up winning six to seven to eight games and, you know, having a draft pick in the middle of the draft and knowing that you're going to miss the playoffs? Or would you rather lean into the rebuild, have the Wilfs swallow their pride try and get yourself in the best draft position that you can and take a swing for a young quarterback, knowing that you're going to have some of the salary with Kirk Cousins off the books. To me, I I think fans are tired of just being in the middle and being just good enough to be not bad and being just bad enough to not be good.
2: Completely agree. And being one and four and you go into Chicago, maybe you get a win, maybe that change. It still, to me, goes back to, what do the owners want to do? And, and that's the thing. And it's opening night for the Wild. Craig Leopold, once upon a time, had a chance to tear it down to the studs, didn't, sign Zag Parisi and Ryan <laughs> Suter, and everybody got excited. But what did that do? It set the Wild up for a long run of mediocrity. They were never, in reality, a, a contender for To me, that, it, was about, it
1: was about selling tickets and selling merchandise, it, 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 more was, so. It
2: was, it was a business decision. Absolutely. 100%. And, and the Wolves shouldn't have to worry about money. Uh, the NFL is, is guaranteed positive cash flow. The last time I checked, I, I don't think you can lose money as an NFL owner. I don't think it's possible with the television deal and all the other income streams to lose money as an NFL owner. So then it becomes, is it time to get real? And that's why those Kirk Cousins trade rumors, you know, may have some merit. There might be a team that feels like Kirk Cousins could really help them out. Teams that may feel like they're good enough to get on a run with a guy like Kirk Cousins. I think it is realistic at this time, especially with Justin Jefferson out for four weeks. Yeah,
1: see that minimum. that 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 changes the complete complexion. A couple of weeks ago, I was on this very radio station, and I was adamant that the Vikings will not and should not trade Kirk Cousins. However, the Justin Jefferson injury changes the entire conversation. Like, yeah, four weeks minimum with a hamstring. Do you really want to rush him back, and what is the incentive for the team? And and let let me throw this at you, Steve. If you're Justin Jefferson's camp and you you are not signed and the Vikings are in this position where you can go look at one of the free agent quarterbacks in the offseason, or if you can go to him and say, hey, we've got a top five pick. We are going to do everything we can to either get ourselves Caleb Williams or Drake May, the kid out of North Carolina. We are going to do everything we can to get you a running buddy. Do you feel that that is the proper message? Is is that sellable for the Vikings?
2: Yeah, and I, I don't know about that, but I also know what's not sellable is same old, same old. That I don't think Justin Jefferson would say, Okay, we're we're gonna bring Kirk back, and we want to re up you, and we're we're just gonna kind of move forward. You can't keep with... running
1: it back; it's not working.
2: No, it, it's it's not. And they got lucky a year ago, and and now for Justin Jefferson and his people, a lot of decisions. But strictly from J.J.'s perspective, I'm in no hurry to get back to this. You go into Chicago and get beat, and all of a sudden you're one and five. And, oh, by the way, the Niners looming, and you still got two with the Lions, and you got two with the Packers, and I know the Packers aren't in a great shape. But my, my point being is, then all of a sudden, it quickly becomes a lost season. And then it's like, if I'm not 100%, I'm not going back out there. And I don't think the Minnesota Vikings want to risk that either. No, no,
1: in throwing him out no. there in a loss season. Th- there's nothing for the Vikings to gain in throwing Justin Jefferson out there if he's not 100. percent Or yeah, like you said, Justin Jefferson, you know, coming back early. There's, it, it's okay to lean into a one-year rebuild. Like it's okay to do that.
2: Yeah, and I, I think I'll say it again. This is on the Wolves. This isn't quite a C's decision. This isn't KOC's decision. This comes from the Wolves, And hopefully they're in a position to have an honest discussion about what do we do going forward. And this isn't about the short term. Well, can we sneak into the playoffs and be a wild card? You know the makeup of this team, even in a perfect scenario, is not a Super Bowl contender. They're just not. They They weren't a year ago. I think anybody who was realistic knew – this team wasn't going to get on a roll and go to the big game. It wasn't going to happen. And
1: I and I want to see this team. Like I want to see this team win. I I pine for this team to win. Like I, I'm my wife and I've been season ticket holders since two thousand nine. Yeah. Like we're all in this thing. But I think we've got to look big picture and figure out what gives the Vikings the best chance to win.
2: Yeah, and I'm old enough to remember seeing them play in three. Of the four Super Bowls, I don't remember Super Bowl four against Kansas City. I I don't. I was too young, but I remember the other three: uh, the loss to uh, Miami, uh, the the loss uh, of of course to Oakland, and the loss to Pittsburgh. Let's go to Mike Eagle Lake. Mike, you're on the Lake Show. Steve and Chris in for Henry tonight.
3: Hey, good evening, guys. I, I guess I'm, I'm under the different uh, the opinion that you guys are kind of writing off the Vikings for the year, and and I don't believe that the true. You're not going to find a player that's going to willing to write off this season because of a few losses. We we've got four losses. If we turn around and go 12 and four, or whatever, or whatever, and we win a division, then what? There's no there's a chance that we could still turn it around. Um, I'm not sure what you're all talking about there um rumors and all that stuff um i I guess i don't know And if you do trade kirk cousins i don't believe justin jefferson's going to want to sign unless you have a top-notch quarterback coming in that could throw the ball to him you'd look at what they did in carolina they got a quarterback that can't throw it any more than 10 yards and that's not what how he works he he needs a guy that's going to throw the ball down the field where he can, he, he, he's, where he is his best. But I'll hang up and listen. Thank
2: you. All right, all right. Thank, thanks for the call. And I, I think there are a lot of Viking fans in that in that bit. But you look at the numbers: one and four is pretty tough. Now that leaves them twelve games left. And you look at that schedule and go, okay, with, with they've they've played five. It's a seventeen-game season. That's twelve. You know, do you, do you see this Viking club without Justin Jefferson? For a minimum of four games. So of the twelve, he's gonna miss one third of those games minimum. The the Vikes are gonna roll off a nine and three. So that puts you at 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 ten and seven. That probably gets you into the playoffs. Is this a team that can do damage in the playoffs? And here's the thing about Kirk Cousins. Not a Kirk Cousins hater, not his biggest fan either. The guy's insanely durable. You you, you got to give him that. The guy is insanely durable. It, it, it's, it's a marvel at how durable Kirk Cousins is. But at this point in his career, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins' production will eventually fade. Do, do you want to re-up? Is, is Kirk Cousins going to accept the one-year deal? Well, Justin Jefferson, once again, you're in that situation of you're kicking the can down the road some big hard decisions need to be made about the long-term future of the franchise and what is the most important position in sports quarterback A quarterback yep. in the nfl
1: yeah and i i want to see this team win I, I, again yeah, i i do and like you'd mentioned you're one in four you're already three games behind the lions so and you're, you've lost tiebreakers, you know, to a couple of teams already. So I, I'm just – I'm trying to figure out I, – I understand that, you know, you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. You've got Green Bay. That's a winnable game. Atlanta, you, you've got a lot of, of subpar teams, but you've also got the Bengals on there, you know, and I, I just – there's just something about this team that just tells me that this is not going to be the year. I don't want them to just, you know, be in the playoff hunt. You know, I don't want them to be in that, in the graphic, you know, at the end of the season. Like I I want them to have a legitimate shot to win a Super Bowl, and you've, you've got to be able to take a swing at a franchise quarterback because Kirk cousins just is not that franchise guy.
2: Yeah. And we, we've we seen enough to know that. We've got a break. We, we've we seen that as well. We've got a break. We'll come back. Much more on the link show here on News Talk 830-WCCO. Here's what's still to come tonight. Uh, quick look at that. We want you to certainly stick around. We'll take a look at week five or excuse me, we've, we've already been there. Week six already in the NFL. Steve Carney, typically joins me on Saturdays, uh, will join me following the news and whether it ain't, we'll go, out, we'll go outdoors, uh, hunting season well underway. Reed Spencer A's car wire service. The playoffs roll on. Stephen Clark covers space flight for Ars Technical. all on the way before 9 here on News Talk. 830-WCCO.
0: Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without autopay pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
2: Twin season ended last night. MLB playoffs continue. Phillies Braves. Braves on the brink. Chris Tubbs, what do you see?
1: Well, let's uh, go ahead and get to it, Stevie T, because it is uh, Bedlam at the bank, and they are in the top of the second inning. The Braves and the Phillies are scoreless, and uh, the Phillies did. They got off to a good start as you had a a, a one-out double by Trey Turner in the bottom of the first. He's hitting 429 in the postseason, but uh, could not score right now. It is scoreless in the top of the second inning. Again, you'd mentioned the Atlanta Braves. They are on the brink. If Philadelphia wins tonight, it is going to be a Philadelphia Arizona NLCS. And what Bob Nightingale said is, is the true World Series. He feels like the World Series champ is coming out of the National League. Think about that. He's thinking that you know, if Arizona wins, it feels like Arizona has a shot to beat either Texas or Houston. And that's that's kind of a that's a gutsy pick.
2: Yeah, I really do. Considering how Texas has rolled and. How good Houston looks, and seventh trip in a row to the ALCS. That's that's pretty good stuff. All right, what
1: else? Let's get to the uh, National Football League. Broncos had the ball first. They punted, and Kansas City's got the ball first and 10 at the Denver 36 yard line. Patrick Mahomes just completed a 12 yard pass to Travis Kelty. Taylor Swift is in attendance tonight at Arrowhead after, I know, after skipping the. Game last week at US Bank Stadium. I don't know why she doesn't love us, but nonetheless, yeah.
2: did, did did her people ever come out and say why she skipped?
1: No, we're flyover country, Steve. We know that. <laughs> we know that. Chiefs and Broncos are scoreless, but uh, right now Kansas City they are driving with the ball. Let's get to the NHL here as well. And uh, at the X, the Minnesota Wild they are opening up their 2023 2024 campaign. Barack Faber. With a goal in the first period, eight and a half minutes left to go in the first period at the X, the Wild up on the Panthers one to nothing. The Rangers shutting out the Sabers two to nothing. Flyers up on the Blue Jackets two to one. Wings and Devils scoreless, as are the Kraken and the Predators. Blues and Stars scoreless. So right now, the uh, Wild have scored the third most goals in the NHL tonight.
2: I love it. Good for All them. Right. I think we're up to date on the scoreboard. NBA gets started a little bit later. A little bit later in the month. A little bit later in the month, yep. uh, We've got the weather momentarily, so much more. We will talk week six of the NFL. We already mentioned a Thursday night game underway, but there's a lot of other games, including Vikes Bears at Soldier Field. Bears playing better. We'll get into all of that coming up on News Talk, 830-WCCO. Twin season ended last night. Houston on to the American League Championship Series against Texas. We'll have another update on the Major League Scoreboard a little bit later on. Phils and Braves tonight in Philadelphia. The Phillies could advance with the victory there. Kansas City an early 3-0 lead over Denver tonight. Taylor Swift in the building. Uh, We can all rest easy. It is week six already. In the NFL, the middle of October, Chris Tubbs. Let's run down some of the games a little bit later. Vikes, Bears, Chicago playing better. Uh, the Vikings really need a W, so we'll, we'll break that down in a bit. What else you got out there?
1: Yeah, let's go ahead and... Because I do want to wait on the Vikings and the Bears because... I mean, it's a game at Soldier Field, and Soldier Field historically has not been good to, uh, no. to the Minnesota Vikings. No. Let's go to the... God, there's so many ugly games this week. There Uh, are. I I, I mean, I'm looking at this and I'm like, ah, gross. Ah, gross. All right, let's start with the Sunday morning game because that one's first. You got the Baltimore Ravens and the Tennessee Titans. That game is in London. Uh, Baltimore's minus four. The Titans' defense was bad against the Colts, but the Ravens' offense, I mean, they blew a bunch of chances versus the Steelers. Ravens are good against a run. That's a problem for Derrick Henry. This is an ugly game, but I think the Titans win.
2: Yeah, and let me start by saying the London games. Just move a team there. Um, well, I mean, it's I, all
1: I, a, I mean, that's Jacksonville's home.
2: Yeah. I mean, think about I, it.
1: They, they play more London games than anybody.
2: Yeah. Um, so it's early, bright and early. Ravens, Titans. This, this is about as flip the coin as you can get. Baltimore minus four what I see the over under mm-hmm. a very low 42 um, I'll, I'll go Ravens they have to catch the ball better than than they did last time out if, if they just make a catch or two uh they, they should win this football game
1: yeah I, I agree let's go to a game that is just uh, just as gross the Washington commanders and the Atlanta Falcons Falcons are two and a half point home favorites. Washington has had an awful going in the secondary. Like they are allowing the most pass plays over 20 plus yards in the NFL. And the commanders are coming off that awful game against the bears a week ago. Falcons showed a little bit of life. Desmond Ritter at 300 plus yards, his first 300 yard game. Uh, I don't think it's going to be hard to do it again this weekend. I do think the Falcons end up winning like 30 to 21.
2: Yeah. The, the, the commanders got blown out by the bears. Um, that that's, that's a bad look. Um, until this new owner gets settled, I, I think they're going to get continue to struggle. Um, it, it, it's just a sad situation. uh, for sure.
1: Yeah. All right, uh, how about this one? It sounds like Deshaun Watson is going to be ruled out, so that makes it even better for San Francisco, right? The 49ers at Cleveland, oh, man, there are a lot of dogs. I don't know. It, that, it is
2: an ugly schedule. I, I, it, I mean, I'm is. looking
1: at it, and I just I, I feel like I need to go cleanse myself in the waters <laughs> of Lake Minnetonka. See, I'm glad you got that. Uh, I don't even know. I, I mean, I don't even know is, is you know, like, Bernie Kosar going to play quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. I mean is it, you know, Tim Crouch? it's I, I don't know, man. It, it's it's going to be gross. I think the 49ers win this thing, you know, on the first couple of possessions. Like this thing's going to be ugly.
2: Best team in football right now, the San Francisco 49ers with all due respect to the Kansas City Chiefs. The, the 49ers, you got to give them credit. Brock Purdy um, a lot of people maybe doubted this kid. He got hurt in the championship game. Uh, he, I, I I, think he's the real deal. And the 49ers have so many good players around him. Yeah, they roll.
1: Here's the the thing about Brock Purdy that I kind of get a kick out of is, yes, he was what, like Mr. Irrelevant? And they're like, well, yeah, but Brock Purdy, he's got that great defense and he's got... Debo Samuel, he's got Christian McCaffrey, and he's got Kittle, and he's got Brandon Iyuk. It's like, yeah, but he's, he's doing what he needs to do with those players. Just because you have those skill players around you and that vicious defense, like, that doesn't mean you're going to be a good quarterback in that system. So I, I think Brock Purdy deserves all of the – I, I mean, John Lynch. John Lynch and Howie Roseman are just – two of the best gms in the nfl like
2: huh. well here here's purdy's stats for for those that you want to say well i'm not sure 98 to 136 completion percentage 72 1271 yards average per pass 9.3 nine touchdowns no picks
1: w- what do you want <laughs> i, I mean, mean that that's pretty damn good he can't do much more than that like no, uh, he uh, can't. brock purdy it was a gutsy call, I feel, to trade away Trey Lance because you spent all that draft capital on Trey Lance. And I, I love Trey Lance, you know, from Marshall, went to school at North Dakota State. Yep. I, I'm what the kids would say, Trey Lance stand. But when it comes to business, like they, they made this decision and Brock Purdy's turned out to be the guy. So I, I think the 49ers, they absolutely deserve the credit with going with the unheralded guy, but it doesn't matter for them who you are or where you're picked, if you're the best player, you're gonna get the job. And I think it's showing and that's that's what makes San Francisco so tough year in and year out, is their scouting, their player development, their hmm. drafting. Like they're they are they're one of the measuring sticks in the NFL. I mean am, am I telling lies here?
2: No, I don't, I don't think so. Niners, uh, Eagles, uh, heads and shoulders yep. above everybody in the NFC. Yeah, Niners rolling that one. What else do you see?
1: Let's go to uh, the the head and shoulders of the NFC North. The Motor City Kitty, the Detroit Lions at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This might be the only game this week, Steve, that's got a matchup of uh, first-place teams. Think about that. It's Tampa and Detroit. The Lions are 4-1. They dominated the Panthers. The Bucks are three and one. They're coming off a buy. Baker Mayfield. I don't know if this is his permanent home. I don't know if we're going to see some of those, you know, you know, insurance commercials. I can't even remember. Like where? Oh you know, yeah,
2: yeah. No, yeah. It, it, the, those, those were great at, at Brown Stadium or whatever they call it. Yeah, I can't even remember. I, like, what I, the I company, love those. Yeah, I can't. I, even, I love those spots. I
1: can't remember what the what the name of the company was that he was doing insurance for.
2: It, it was insurance.
1: But the, the Lions' defense is good. I think the Lions. I think the Lions go to Tampa and squeak one out against the Bucks. I really do.
2: See, I I, I think they're going to go in there and get beat because really. They, yeah, I I do. I I think this this is a tough matchup. Lions on the road. They're a dome team. Uh, they're feeling pretty good about themselves. And remember one thing. I I still don't trust Dan Campbell. I know the fans. I know the players love him. I I still think he's got a couple of games where he's going to make terrible decisions, um, and and cost the Lions a game. And they're outside. They're on grass. I I think the Bucks pull the upset. I I do. I think Bucks are going to win it straight up.
1: Okay. All right. Let's go to – oh, I'm going to love this one. Miami Dolphins, 13-and-a-half-point favorites, hosting Carolina. No Devin Achan, who I think is averaging like 80 yards before contact. Like, he's incredible. I know it's not sustainable, but that Miami offense is – they're going to put at least thirty-five up on Carolina this week.
2: You know what I was going to say? They could hang a half a hundred on them. Oh, I don't think they're 100. going to score seventy, but but the old college football line, I, I think they've got a legit shot to hang fifty on Carolina in this one.
1: I, I believe it's pronounced fitty, a fitty yeah. burger, <laughs> fitty. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Miami, huge in this one.
1: All right. Let's go to uh, another team that could lay fitty. Sunday night, the Buffalo Bills, fourteen point favorite yes, fourteen point favorites at home against the New York Giants.
2: That uh, is an unbelievable number in and, the NFL.
1: And the Bills got it handed to them. They looked awful, awful against Jacksonville. So you imagine they're gonna be motivated with a beat up Daniel Jones? Like it's oh. it's gonna be ugly. You talk about a team, who's gonna score more this week? Buffalo or Miami?
2: Yeah, um, there, there's a shot the Bills get it done. Uh, by the way, Jared Allen's playing great. He he's <laughs> playing as well as any quarterback in the NFL. We brought up Brock Purdy. Uh, oh, you mean Josh Allen? Jo- Josh Allen. I was Shallon. like, wait a
1: minute, Jared Allen's yeah. back in the NFL.
2: Yeah, well, it's it's been a long day. Well, I have to mull um, it over there. But but Josh Allen has been as good as anybody in the NFL. Let's, let's throw out some numbers. One oh eight out of 143, half completion percentage, 1,189 yards, 8.3 per reception, 10 TDs, the only bugaboo, four picks. That's still a big year out of Josh Allen.
1: Guy can throw the ball through a brick wall. Yep. So. yep. All right. Well, you want to... Oh, uh, one more. Let's go to Monday night quick, because uh, this could actually be a fun one. Dallas and the Chargers uh, playing a essentially a home game for Dallas in Los Angeles. Because the Chargers don't have any fans that show up and watch them, other than friends and family. Uh, Cowboys are minus two. Cowboys are coming off that disaster. I think in terms of rest and, and like momentum, it goes to the Chargers. But if you can block the Chargers up front, they they can be had in the secondary. And I think that's yeah. I think that's where I think Dak Prescott, C. D. Lamb. I, I think they connect.
2: Yeah, you know, Dak, Dak under a lot of fire down there. You know, here's the thing about the Cowboys and Jerry Jones. I don't mind when they lose. I, I don't mind when they lose. Justin Herbert, a terrific quarterback. Boy, can that kid throw the football. I, I like the Chargers to yep, get it done.
1: I do too. All right. Well, uh, we've got uh, one game left between uh, a couple of NFC North rivals. Should we take a break and come back to it?
2: Yeah, quick break, Uh, Vikes, Bears, Soldier Field. It has been a house of horrors uh, near the loop for the Vikings over the years. They're in trouble, both teams 1 and 4. Bears are playing better. They look unwatchable earlier in the year. They've been better as of late. We'll get into that in a moment here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Week six of the NFL, we're breaking down some of the games. And, of course, the final game, Vikes-Bears-Soldier Field, both teams one and four. Bears are playing better. Early, it was kind of like, all right, we get the Bears. You know, that, that, that's an easy win. Never at Soldier Field, Chris Tuff. No,
1: I, I don't know what it is about the Vikings at Soldier Field. For the most part, like, they struggle. I go back to 2009. All you have to do is beat the Bears on Monday night and you get home field in the NFC playoffs. And yep. something named Devin Shadu scores against you in overtime. Like, how does, how does that happen? Like, I, I know they've had some success. But, yeah, t- to me, Soldier Field, it's just, it's just not a good place to play no matter how good the Vikings are or how bad the Bears are. Justin Fields is coming off a couple of really good games. It, Steve, over the past two games... He's had a quarterback rating of 130, with 600 and what 17 yards, eight touchdowns, one interception, and DJ Moore went for 220 and three tutties last week. I mean, DJ Moore is going to be a handful. You got to try and get into a. You've got to get into a shootout with the Bears that sold your Field, and you don't have your best guy, and Jordan Addison might be limited. I don't know, man. I'm. If you're a Vikings fan, I think you hope that Justin Fields continues his ascension. Because you want as many teams as you want that are comfortable with their quarterbacks going into the draft. That's just me. Yeah,
2: Yeah. chance rain in Chicago Sunday, cloudy 54 degrees. Yeah, the, the Vikes, the old adage, outdoors on grass. They did get it done in, in Carolina against a really bad uh, Panthers team. I'm not optimistic. I don't know how you can. If you've watched this team over the years, particularly in recent memory, um, it's just been a tough game. There's no doubt about it that the Vikings will need to be very fortunate. And I don't think the injury report is kind. We know all about Justin Jefferson and and where he's at injury-wise. He's on the injured list and out for a minimum of four weeks. Jordan Addison, limited in practice Wednesday, limited again today. Friday is the big day, but they're going to be a little shorthanded there. And and maybe Justin Fields is finding his own. Um, This will not be easy. This is another flip the coin. Um, Man, um, hate to pick against the Vikes, but... I, I think I've got to pick the Bears here.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're looking at a high-scoring game, like a 34-31. It, it wow. could end up being like one of those games. You know, both of these defenses just are not good, and I feel like there's an opportunity for both of these teams to move the ball. I just feel like right now, if you, if Justin Fields gets out, I, I just don't know if the Vikings have the ability to contain him. And it's a, yeah, you, know, you can't stop him, you can only hope to contain him. I just don't know with an athletic quarterback like that how it's – I mean, the Vikings' defense is going to have their hands full. There's no question.
2: All right, Vikes-Bears Sunday. Um, mm, Vikes are favored by three on the road. And a a win here gets you to two and four with the Niners looming. Um, Yeah, that's a good word.
1: Looming, that's a good word.
2: And a ton of – of road games coming up. They they do not have a lot of home cooking on the schedule uh, r- right now, so there's there's a reason to be concerned about where the Vikings are at. And really the question becomes, what's the way forward? Even if they do win in Chicago, then they take on the 49ers. Then they're on the road at Green Bay, on the road at Atlanta uh, to close out October and head into early november we've got to run we have all the news all the weather coming up at eight o'clock we'll go outdoors with my good buddy steve carney hunting season well underway that's coming up
0: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds